A beautiful day to you out there. Welcome to the Potter's Gate online broadcast. My name is Isaiah Phillips Akintola, the coordinator of the Potter's Gate International Ministry. The heaven has mark for this season in time to establish its prophetic counsel for the for the body of Christ and of course for the nations. This morning, wherever you are, I want to once again welcome you to this platform. I believe God this morning to take us deeper into the reality of the unfolding, yes, of God's prophetic mandate for his church. We are uncovering, we are discovering the ancient path, the path that God has enmarked for the church, that which the Spirit of God has ordained for us, amen, as the body of Christ, amen, to function and of course to represent. This morning, I pray that as we join our hearts and our, our lives together, amen, in unity and in faith, wherever you are, yes, we can do that, right? Uh, it's not until we physically meet in a place. I, I guess that's something that the Lord has been able to establish, amen, in this past uh, two years that it's not just about meeting in a place that matters amen god wants us to be people of the spirit connect by the spirit and when we finally you know meet in a particular gathering or place amen it will be a time of great celebration but while we don't have amen that luxury now all right to meet let's continue to meet by the spirit in the spirit and I think this is very, very amen, vital and important to the kind of uh, uh, spiritual environment that the Lord amen, is creating. Even as we move towards the days of the end, it is important that amen, we begin to connect via the spirit through the spirit that our relationship amen are based and built on the spirit amen that everything that we that we do amen are done because we are spiritually connected we are spiritually integrated and if there is any uh, time that this uh, concept of unity of the spirit, you know, being bound by the spirit, being integrated by the spirit, amen, uh, you know, uh, 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 you know, is is important. I think is now because uh, there are all kinds of you know, you know, boundaries that have been created. Even the the boundaries that we cannot see are being created. But guess what? The spirit of God has continued to build His church. The building of the church deals with, amen, the knitting together of spirit, amen, the development, amen, of our spiritual values culture you know philosophy amen and i'm so excited that the lord amen is bringing this truth across to us and we will continue to emphasize on them because indeed the lord is building his church and the way we used to understand the idea of you know the church and 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 the intentions of god and the realities of the kingdom of god has drastically changed this is the time where we need to really connect via the spirit and through the spirit i keep emphasizing on this because that will be amen what will lead us to be able to do the kind of things the lord will have us do remember in the spirit there are no boundaries there are no limitation amen in the spirit there are no uh, uh, uh you know walls in the spirit amen there are no you know well there are jurisdiction but even the jurisdiction amen can be accessed because we have a place amen that the, the way we live in the spirit the way we interact in the spirit is totally different from the way amen we live and, and interact in the natural human you know a, a space all right in the spirit we've got to understand the protocol we've got to understand authority we've got to understand amen what god has given to us and we are spirit being we are created amen to be people of the spirit therefore we have authority in the spirit remember the man is a spirit therefore amen our, our default of, of 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 life and function amen is through the spirit 
And I want to continue to emphasize this life of the Spirit because when we do, we'll be able to carry out, amen, the intentions of God without limit, amen, without reservation. I can know what is happening to you, amen, because the Spirit of God, amen, you know, speaks to me. I can know what is happening to somebody in America because the Spirit of God speaks to me. I mean, I was just brushing my teeth this morning. The Spirit of the Lord led me to somebody, all right, and it's to begin to pray for that person. So I went straight, all right, to, to you know, to my room. I, I said to my wife, get up. I want you to agree with me. We need to pray for your brother. Why? Because it's the spirit that is leading. When we live our life by the spirit, amen, there are no limitations. There are no boundaries, amen. The church becomes even more effective and efficient, amen. And I really want to, you know, to, I want us to emphasize more on this dimension because the church Christ is building, amen, is a spiritual church, is a spiritual house, is a church, amen, that is, that is lived, that is sustained, that is governed, amen, that is propelled by the spirit. The Bible says Jesus was led by the spirit into the wilderness. Amen. Yes, he was led into the wilderness. He did what he needed to do in the wilderness. By the time he, by the time he came out of the wilderness, three and a half years, he was done with his mission. He didn't have to spend forty years roaming. Amen. The you know the the you know the the, the, the street of Jerusalem. No, he knew what the Father will have him do. And when we spend more time via the Spirit in the Spirit, Amen. We will we will we will accelerate the purposes of God for our life. Amen. Even for our work. Amen. Our business. Amen. Our business will become more effective, more efficient, amen, will become more productive, amen, people working for us will be people, amen, that we have unpicked by the Spirit, amen, so I, I believe the Lord, amen, is speaking to us particularly regarding this aspect, amen, let's not just, you know, be in the Spirit to them, then tomorrow we are some, somewhere else, amen, today we believe God, tomorrow we are not there, we have to be people who live via the Spirit, amen, this is something the Lord really has you know, call my attention to growing up, you know, as, you know, uh, uh, you know, as, as a pastor that you cannot pastor by your own strength. People are very complex. People are very, very complex. So you have to know people via the spirit. And if you want to do that, you yourself must be a person of the spirit. So I, I felt the Lord is emphasizing that again, even as we just begin the broadcast, <laughs> I've not even begin to introduce a our, our, our topic for today, but guess what? This is what the spirit of the Lord is saying. Because when we are in the spirit, it's so easy for us to do things, amen, with ease, amen, effortlessly, we carry out things, amen, we are able to pray effectively, we are able to move into region, amen, when we are in the spirit, we are able to, amen, dive into this dimension, amen, of, of missions that we are talking about, amen, and we are able to carry out the, the counsels of God without any strength and, you know, trying to, you know, carry out things by our own might and power, they say, tell Zerubbabel, it's not by might, it's not by power, amen, but by my spirit. So you've got to be people of the spirit. So once again, ladies, I want to welcome you and any other brother out there joining us, wherever you're joining us from this morning, welcome. This is the Potter's Gate, amen, where, of course, we lead, we, we allow the Spirit of God to lead us. We move via the Spirit. If you're, if you're joining me this morning, what, what, wherever you are, all right, whatever you're doing, getting ready to go to work, all right, you just keep listening to me while you're, you know, getting yourself ready. But I can tell you one thing, the Word of God is going to prep you, is going to prepare you, amen, for that which the Lord has ordained then for you today and if you're outside south africa you're listening you're watching well i want to welcome you i believe this word amen is is able to build you up and give you <coughs> excuse me an inheritance among them that are sanctified <coughs> 
the spirit of the lord is doing great things in our day and we are excited amen in in, in the direction to which the lord amen is is leading us we are recapturing <clears throat> Excuse me. We are recapturing the heart of God, the mind of God. We want to uncover, amen, the divine blueprint, the Asian part, amen, that, uh, 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 you know, the heroes of faith walked, amen, the patriarch walked. We want to walk. We want to find, amen, our, 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 our step, amen, within that, amen, corridor of life and power that these people walk. We want to see, amen, our life, amen. We want to see our generation manifest, amen, what is what is termed, amen, as, amen, an apostolic a community. <clears throat> we want to go beyond just words, amen. We want to begin to enter into the confluence of the life. Once again, let me remind you, amen, of what we're doing, where we are, and where we are going. The Bible says in Isaiah chapter 2, Amen. This is what Isaiah, the son of Amos, saw concerning Judah and Jerusalem. In the last day, the mountain of the Lord's temple will be established as chief among the mountains. It will be raised up above the hills. It will be raised up above the hills and all nations will stream to it. <clears throat> that is the prophetic mandate of God for his church. That is the church Christ is building. Amen. This is a church the Lord wants to see manifest. And that is where we have set, amen, our eyes. That is where, amen, we have set our mind. We want to be that church, amen. We want to be that mountain of the temple of the Lord's house, amen, that is being established as chief, not just being established, amen, but as the chief, amen, among the mountains. Hallelujah. We want to be raised up above the hills, Yes, it was uh, it was uh, uh, Isaiah that declared it, amen, and uh, John uh, uh, re-echoed it, amen. Every valley shall be filled, the crooked path, amen, shall be made straight. Yes, the nations will see the glory of God. Friends, wherever you are this morning, I want you to know that the Lord is just beginning with us. We are of the generation of them, yes, that have been called called in, that have been prepared, that have been renovated. We are of the generation that God is rebranding. The heaven is working on, amen, in this season. We are of the generation that is about to be released again. Now, once again, the world will look at the body and will say, who are these? Where did they come from? They will say, for these, yes, I've been, I've been called from Zion and they've been released into the nations. I tell you, friends, this is the day of the Lord. We are in the third day. Yes, in the third day, a new order of priesthood, amen, is being, is being ushered into the earth. A priesthood pattern after the order of Zadok, pattern after the order of Melchizedek, a priesthood that is established in Christ, a priesthood that understands the headship of Christ and that is living in the authority, yes, of the ascended one. So, once again, I want to amen to, to to set our heart amen in line with that which the spirit of god has established as proclaimed and we want to see that manifest in our life where we understand that <clears throat> the concept of mission amen is one of the one of the core one of the main reason why amen the lord established the church all right yes we, we read the scripture in matthew uh, uh 28 the last time all right maybe uh well let me not go there because of time because i want to really uh, emphasize some scriptures that we we've been you know trying to look into but we, we've not had the opportunity to i want to look at uh, um uh, the book of uh, jonah and one or two other scripture uh so in, in matthew 28 jesus bible says he told them to go to a particular mountain 
Alright? And the Bible says, when they saw him, they worshipped him, and some doubted. I'm quoting the scripture, and some doubted. Amen. And it says, therefore go he, because all authority, amen, in heaven and on earth has been given unto me. He said, go make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, in the name of the Son, and in the name of the Holy Spirit. <clears throat> The devil is a liar. All right. He said, baptizing them, make disciples of all nations. So we can see from the very start. In fact, as Jesus was leaving the earth, the commission was for the church, the body of Christ, to go into the nations. All right. And then we saw again where he said to them, All right, before you, you know, venture into this thing, into this mission, you must tarry in Jerusalem. Yes. And we saw that in Acts chapter 1, verse 8. All right. It says, Tarry in Jerusalem until you be what? Endued with power. That's what the scripture called it. It said, Until you be endued with power from on high. I like that phrase, until you. Because the Lord knows that uh, engaging the field of harvest, engaging the field, amen, requires power. And power, amen, is a vested authority. Power is a vested authority to establish, amen, to, to bring forth, amen, to carry out, you know, a mandate, a mission. When power is given to you, you have authority. Praise God. So it's important that we understand that the church is born out of the position, amen, of, of mission. The church was assigned, amen, to be mission driven. We talked about that yesterday. Alright, so we are looking at all of this, amen, on the concept of Acts chapter, chapter, you know, chapter, chapter 13, where the Bible says Paul and Silas, yes, were released and they got to, uh, uh, you know, Pontius, where they met this, you know, uh, uh, this, this guy who, who was, you know, by Jesus, amen, Elam as they call him, the magician. Elements, the sorcerer, all right? So we, we're looking at all of this and we want to understand, amen, the, 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 the principle, the, the, the lifestyle that defines, amen, a called one and a sent one, particularly when we're sent on a, you know, on a mission field, all right? Yes, the world we live in is our mission field, but many of us are sent into all kinds of, you know, unique places and we need to understand, amen, how those places are. We need to understand the spirit that, that operates there. The Bible says when they got to a certain place, they met this man. So when you get to certain places, amen, and you meet all kinds of resistance and opposition, because indeed the Bible says Elamas, as his name was known, amen. Yes, he was he was a he was a an assistance to the proconsul, but guess what? He resisted Paul, uh, amen, Paul and, and Barnabas, amen, from bringing the word of God to this man who wanted to know more about what they were talking about. And that is such a reality that we are seeing in our day. There, there, there are all kinds of, amen, elements out there trying to resist those, amen, in leadership, those that can easily, amen, use their influence to transform, to reform, amen. There are powerful satanic, demonic activity, amen, trying to block trying to stop trying to you know uh, uh we lay amen the intentions of god trying to frustrate the counsels of god but we have to amen begin to understand that we cannot even begin to talk about carrying the gospel into the nations whatever that nation represents or is to you amen we are sent into the world but we cannot go without the authority without the power the lord said in matthew 28 all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me and guess what i begin to well, not begin to. I, I, I've come to this realization that the authority and the power of God does not necessarily begin to work or function until you find yourself, amen, in the context of your own field of mission. 
I mean, I've seen that, that, you know, certain power or authority God has given to us do not begin to function until you find yourself, amen, within the field, until you find yourself where, amen, the Lord will have you function. Until you enter into, amen, the, 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 the arena, the realm, the place that God has sent you, amen. Yes, if, if you're sent into the marketplace, if your mission is the marketplace, and you have to define that because the marketplace is very wide, okay. If, if your mission, amen, is to a particular area, all right, you've got to find, you've got to know that that is the area because, you see, grace will always be available, amen, in the place of your assignment, in the place of your calling, all right. Once you know that, well, I, I've got grace in in this area of life okay that is where your authority or your power amen of course will begin to manifest the vested authority of god in our life amen is manifest within the field of our mission is manifest within the field of our mission what are we looking at we're saying all right the lord amen is mission driven and the church amen that he has called is mission driven the church is mission driven all right? Whatever we do, we must see it as mission. I think that is something we have to, first of all, capture. Whatever we do, we've got to see it as mission. Why is it a mission? Because God has an objective there. Mission is not just about going somewhere and preaching. You've got to understand, amen, the redemptive ob objective of God, amen, for that area. All right? Like I always say, those who say, oh, God has called them, all right, to go into the marketplace and make money for the, you know, for the gospel. I say, well, that's good. But is that the all purpose is just to make money for the gospel, all right? Because all kinds of things can, can surround the idea, well, I've been sent to make money for the gospel, but your life is not reflecting. Your engagement, your your uh, your, your objective, amen, is not, is, is not challenging the powers and the forces of darkness, all right? You're making money for the gospel, but you're, con you're, you're compromising, amen, and you're contradicting the values of redemption, amen. The heart of mission is redemptive, Oh, I love this. The heart of mission, amen, is redemptive. It could be a mission, amen, to amen, to, to the royal court, amen. It could be a mission, amen, to the state house, amen. It could be a mission to, you know, uh, uh, you know, to the healthcare sector. It could be a mission, amen, to the financial sector. It could be a mission, amen, to, you know, to the world of education and academics. It could be a mission, amen, you know, to, 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 to women, to men. The heart of any form of mission is redemptive. God is not just interested, amen, in transforming society. He wants to redeem society. Transformation, amen, must, must emanate, must, must be born from a heart, amen, of redemption. You see, when we begin to cry out to God, amen, for the redemption of society, that's when God begins to release grace, resource into our hands, amen, money included, yes, but beyond money, amen, God will release grace, giftings, amen. God will release all kinds of things that will allow us, amen, to carry. Because at the end of the day, God is not just about having a nice good road. Like I always say, that is good. But that's secondary, all right? God is not just about having nice school. That is good, but that is secondary. What God is interested in is the heart of people because when people's heart, amen, get to know the Lord, get to change, amen, guess what? It, it's so natural that their life, their transformed life, amen, will transform the environment. It's so natural. It's so natural, all right? But when you try to fix things without fixing people's life, without fixing people's heart, amen, meaning that when you start praying, you're not praying, 
amen. Listen, when you want to pray for a place, a mission, amen, like we pray for nations, all right, you want to pray, amen, for re for the redemption of the life of those in the M of affairs, because when they are changed, it's easy for them, amen, to, 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 to go out, amen, and do what they need to do without taking bribe, without being corrupt, amen, without being compromised, amen, and without, you know, them doing things that will, you know, that, you know, that will cause all kinds of, you know, destruction in society, all right, what the world system is trying to do, they're trying to fix problem, but they can't fix the heart of people. So mission, amen, is about going, amen, to seek to, amen, change. The Bible says, let's go, let's go to scripture. Let's look at um, Acts chapter 13, all right? Remember, the heart of what we're dealing with, amen, is Isaiah chapter 2. God is establishing the mountain of his house. I like something that I said here. Let me just quickly repeat it. The concept of mission is one of the core function of a true apostolic community of a true apostolic commission and yet this sacred assignment has been amen, grossly misrepresented why because today we have a different concept idea amen and belief regarding mission for god so loved the world that he what that he gave that he sent his only son you see that is mission god is mission driven god so loved that he sent amen when we love we send amen when we love nations when we love people guess what we go we don't just send our money but we also go and we don't just go amen we also release our resource whatever god has given everything i can tell you this categorically that everything that isaiah philip represent amen is mission driven Everything that I have, everything that I buy, including the clothes that I buy, whatever I buy, amen, at the end of the day, is to advance the purpose of God, amen, through my life. I don't buy anything just, oh, I, well, I like it. No, the first thing that I think of, how will this advance the purpose of God? How will this advance the, you know, the mandate of God, amen? If that thing costs one rand, I can afford it, I'm going to buy it. If it costs a million rand, I can afford it, I will buy it. If it's going to advance the purpose of God, because at the end of the day, what gives you joy, amen, what gives you fulfillment is that, amen, the kingdom of God, the purposes of God is prospering, that you are carrying out that you are living your life amen at the fringes of god's purpose for your life amen it's not just about all the nice things of life the nice things of life you will use them and you will discard them tomorrow something else will come like i said it's a world of trend amen no matter what you buy today amen guess what in the next six months that thing becomes obsolete that thing becomes you know uh well you don't want it again you want something else so if if you if you if you if you tag your life, amen, via principle. I woke up with this word this morning. Be a principle-driven life. Live a life that is driven by principle rather than by sentiment. Many, many people, including men of God, amen, are driven by sentiment. When you listen to, you know, people who call themselves leaders, amen, you listen to their statement, you see that they're very sentimental. They're not principle. They are not principle. So if you're not principle, amen, it means that you 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 can you 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 can you can you can be you can be fluctuating here and there, amen. You 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 can be thus here and there because you know what somebody says, amen, moves you, or what somebody says, amen, does not move you. You see, you you you're moved by feelings, you're moved by you know, well that, that because that person is from my village, you see. 
because that person is from my hometown because you know uh, that person is a black person oh because uh, no that person is a white person so i agree no we are not moved by sentiment all right we must be people that are born established amen on principle that is what god did that's what christ did amen god established for us the principle of principle the bible says amen on the cross you know why jesus you know in gethsemane father if you bid by if you bid thy will you know cause this you know make this cup to pass over me but immediately what did he say he said he said but not my will not my will that is the heart of principle even though it's painful but i need to go through that pain i need to go through that situation because of the joy that is set you see if you're not principle driven amen you will fall for everything amen you will be thrust here and there i woke up with that money with that word this morning amen you have to be a principal person of course i am a principal person in fact a lot of people say i'm too principal which I don't think so. I don't believe I'm too principled. But it's, it's good to be principled because where you're principled, amen, you're predicted. You're, pre you're predictable. People can know that, no, no, this man is not going to accept this. But if you're not principled, well, they don't know, they try. You see, we, we have to be principled. Somebody, you know, a few days ago said, no, they want to, you know, uh, he, he wants to follow my yard from, you know, from the back to the front. You know, he wants to cross over just from my, you know, because we've got a back door, all right? And then he wants to cross over to the, because then he has to go turn. Then I'm like, but there's nothing wrong with you. Why would you want to do that? If I allow you to do that, then I'll have to allow somebody else to do that. Sorry. On principle, I'm not going to allow. I'm sorry. It doesn't matter how you feel about it. It's just an issue of principle. Because if I allow you, then somebody else come tomorrow, I have to allow them. So on principle, no. But very few people today live life. In fact, one of the one of the one of the things the devil is doing in society, amen, is destroying, amen, the heart of principle. When you're a principal person, they call you names. They say uh, you are xenophobic. Then they say you are uh, you 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 know you are racist. They, then they say you are God knows what. You know they call you all kinds of all kinds of name, all kinds of uh, you know labels they paint at you because you stand for what is true. When you stand for what is true, they tell you no, that is not Christianity. Then they tell you well, that is actually not love. After all, God is love. I said God's love does not mean that. Amen. He abdicates his principle. Check. We have to be people that are principled, amen, rather than being driven by, you know, by, by our emotion, rather than, be, of course, people, people that are principled are still emotional people, <laughs> all right, but the point is, we must not be sentimental in the things that we do or we say, amen, let's say things, amen, that are driven by principle, not things that are driven, amen, by our feelings, by, you know, because you're, today, you, you, you feel okay, tomorrow, you may not feel right about the same thing, feelings are inconsistent, but principle is, and I'm saying this, amen, as we look into the concept, amen, of, you know, of, of missions. If we're not principle, if we don't know what God, amen, wants, if we don't know what God says, if, and we are not pursuing, amen, the heart of God. Listen, today we believe, tomorrow we don't believe, today we are, yes, I'm going to go for the Lord. We talked about that yesterday, all right? You ca they cannot build anything, amen, on people that are not faithful, that are not committed, amen. To be committed and to be, you know, to be faithful, amen, requires that, first of all, you develop what I call, amen, a principle-driven life. You've got to develop a principle-driven life. Amen. It's biblical. Because then we can trust you. 
Paul said, Demas have left me. I haven't loved this world. Amen. He's gone to Thessalonica. <laughs> I haven't loved the things of this world. He's gone to Thessalonica. He has left me. Yes. You can build amen, on, on Demas. It's on principle. He moves via the weather. He flows via the weather. We need people, amen, that can weather whatever condition or situation, amen. When, when they say, amen, it's morning, it's morning. When they say, oh, I'm going to be there tomorrow, they will be there tomorrow. When they say, all right, we're coming there to do this work, they're coming there. When they promise you, amen, they keep to their word, amen. I mean, I have been shocked to my bones, amen, with the concept, amen, of of, of, you know, of lack of, you know, lack of loyalty and lack of commitment to words by men of God here in South Africa. People who say they are your friends, they tell you X, Y, Z, and you think, okay, yeah, I believe. No, don't believe because they're not going to do it. They do never see them. They're moved by feelings. You know, I, I, I cannot relate with people like that. Yes, we can relate on a on a distant basis, but if if I cannot trust your word, if I cannot hold on to your word, if you tell me something and tomorrow, amen, you 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 can't keep to it and you do it on a consistent basis, guess what? You lose my interest. I can't build with you. And that's just a general thing. God cannot build with people who are not principled. God cannot build with people, amen, who, who, who are like a yo-yo, all right? They're up and down, they're up and down, they're up and down. We can't predict them. We don't know who they are. Today, they show you this face. Next, tomorrow, it's something else. And we're not talking about the four-face, amen, because those four-face guys, amen, according to the ministry of the cherubims, are principled. Amen. The lion will never be the face of a man. The face of a man will never ref reflect the face of an eagle. This is four in one. That's totally different from amen. You, you, you today, you doing this tomorrow. You, you know. We got to understand that the Lord is calling us, and the Lord is demanding, amen, that we wake up and we begin to understand what it entails, amen. To be vessels, to be instruments that will be used, that can be used, amen. Listen, God will never build on people, amen, who are on principle. That's why I told them, tarry, wait in Jerusalem. When power comes upon you, it means that, amen, character has been formed. The Lord does not empower, the Lord does not endow people with power whose character, amen, whose position and, and function, amen, of lifestyle, amen, is inconsistent. All of these things are part of the things the Lord is injecting into, amen, the, the core of what we define, amen, to be missions. Because if we're going to, amen, carry out the intentions of God in this last day, we have to be mission driven. We have to see everything that we do. Like I said earlier, we have to see everything that we do from the eye, from the point view of mission. Remember I told us before when we were doing you know the series on on marriage our marriage amen must be must be principle driven must be mission driven God doesn't bring two people together amen just to have children no amen everything that God does in relation amen is to advance his prophetic plan and purpose for this purpose a man shall live and cleave yes his principle what is the purpose 
Amen. For a man to live and cleave to a woman. Amen. What would be the reason for a woman to leave his father's house and be joined, amen, to a man? What would be, amen, what is the driving force? What purpose? What is that thing that is so, that is so driven, that is so purpose driven, amen, that you can leave, amen, your family, you leave your son name and bear another person's name? Come on. It is that serious. What is that thing, amen, that makes you leave one church and go join another church and say, well, this church has built me to a point that I feel, no, we, we no long, we're no longer seeing the same thing. And I am so convinced that that is the next place the Lord, amen, is leading me. That is, amen, the next point. That is the city God wants me, amen, to leave. That you live, amen, at Cape Town and you move to Eastern Cape. People are moving from Eastern Cape, amen, to Cape Town. No, you leave Cape Town, you move to Eastern Cape. Why? Because there is something, there's a principle, there's something that you have seen, there's something that has been said to you, amen. You know, one of the, one of the new uh, 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 political parties say, well, they want to drive away, they want to get rid of every, uh, uh, um, you know, what they call them now, you know, immigrants. They call them, they say, well, uh, uh, illegal immigrants. And the question is, how do you define an Ill illegal immigrant? I hope if you, are, if you want to drive out the illegal immigrants, you're not just driving out just the blacks alone. You're not just driving, amen, driving out your neighbors just because, amen, their, their, their country's got bad leadership. I hope you're going to also drive out, amen, yes, uh, the, the the illegal you know uh, 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 Asians that are here, and and it's not enough to just even say that they are illegal. There are people that are legal that are doing illegal things. Let me repeat what I've said. There are people who are in South Africa, amen, legally, but are doing illegal things. How how do you deal with that? Because you see, when people don't think straight and can't think right, all right, when you when you start a political party or you're looking for cheap, you know, uh, uh, you know, numbers, all right, to increase your 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 political uh, uh, numbers and all of that, amen. And you come up with you know very myopic, you know, idea of well, we we want to get rid of all the you know foreign, you know, uh, 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 immigrants, you know, you 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 said that they're illegal. How do, you, how do you begin to define that? Is that not the work of the government? Is that supposed to be part of your manifesto? And anybody, amen, who, who, who joins a political party just to get rid of, amen, foreign immigrants, you know, you call them illegal. You just add that word illegal, but you know what you want to do. You know, that is, that is a cheap concept, amen. That begins to tell you something as much as Okay, let me not go into all of that, but that is just something that comes to mind and you begin to ask yourself, what, what, what principle drives that? Because statistics prove, amen, that 90%, amen, of the crime in South Africa are not committed by, amen, foreign immigrants. That's just the truth. You don't have, you don't want, you don't want, you don't have to accept it, but that is the truth. Are there foreigners in South Africa that are, you know, that, you know, that, that are doing crazy bad things? Yes. You deal with them just like you deal with every crime. Just like you deal with, amen, every criminal. Yes. But to say you, 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 you are establishing a political party, amen, to chase, to, you know, to drive out, amen, you know, uh, 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 illegal immigrants from South Africa, that is 
just too cheap for me. That I mean, that tells me that you're not thinking as a leader of a political party. It means that you're very myopic. All right, I believe the Lord wants us to talk about this because we're dealing with nations. We're dealing with nations. You don't understand. This is the 21st century. It's called amen, a global world. In a global world, there are, there are things that we need to understand, that we need to deal with. Nobody says condone crime. If there's a, if there's a foreign you know, a, 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 a national in South Africa who has committed crime, amen, and they've been found guilty, you have every right to deport them. But to, to, to come out with a manifesto that your plan, amen, is to, is to get rid of, it means that, amen, you, you do not have a strong, a, a strong argument. You don't have a strong foundation, amen, to build on. Yes. It's, it's a fact that, amen, that the colored community has been marginalized in South Africa. But to use the idea of foreign immigrants, amen, as a leverage, is cheap it's too cheap all right we're dealing with amen the concept of mission and the lord will continue to help us to understand how to live our life how to how to position ourselves based on principle you see there are things that i have done one of the one of the reasons that i amen that i i made up my mind that certain things must happen before i do certain things is because of this kind of things that i'm talking about principle so that tomorrow nobody will be able to open their mouth and say, no, uh, you came to steal our job. You came to steal our, our, our wife. You came, no, 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 sorry. It doesn't work like that, you see. But that's just me. But there are, there are those uh, who are here, for, you know, because they need safety, because they need to survive. And what we're supposed to be dealing with, amen, yes, is the corruption in the government because there is enough to go around to go around, amen, you know, South Africa five times is enough in this country. But we're dealing with, amen, people who are stealing. We're dealing, I mean, look at, look at what happened during the looting. Was that done by the foreigners? Was it the foreigners breaking into, amen, uh, uh, the, the, you know, the ATMs and all of that? I just feel something. I feel the Lord, amen, is addressing something this morning. Remember, we speak by the by the guidance and the leading of the spirit was it the foreigners breaking into you know in, into the shop and looting was it the foreigners carrying out amen all the tvs and the and the and the and the fridges amen that we can see we can all watch is all their life was that the foreigners we're not ready to address the reality that is on ground you see when you're not ready to address you look for scapegoats So, so the patriotic alliance, all right, foreigners have become the scapegoat. Unfortunately, it's not going to hold. It's not going to hold. Because no matter what you tell the people, at some point, people are going to wake up to truth. So while this party is still young and growing and they've got to, they've got to, they've got to realign themselves, they've got to understand that this is the 21st century. Amen. We live in a global world, in a global village. We live in a global village. There's no difference between Zimbabwe and South Africa. There's no difference between Malawi, amen, and and and, and, and you know and, and and Congo and all of this place. That's why you can't take it from EFF when they talk about some of these things. 
The guy must be, it, it, it may sound crazy, but I tell you, he, he speaks truth. You see, you want to deal with issues, amen, of, of disenfranchisement, don't pin it, amen, on foreigners. Don't pin it on foreigners. Deal with that, all right, on its own. Yes, it's an issue that can be dealt with, and I believe strongly on that issue. We need to deal with it, but don't pin it, amen, on foreigner. I just felt the Lord needed to hammer on that, all right. Maybe somebody that will be listening or listening, amen. Uh, yes, you say, What's your stand? I've got a stand, it's called principle. Even if I have people, amen, who, who I, I care for, I love in that party, it doesn't mean that we should not stand. We stand for truth, we stand for principle. Amen. Yes. That's how we, we, you see, when people don't know where you stand. So, you know, it was a few days ago I was talking about that. Where do you stand on this point? Well, well, I'm, I'm neither here or there. No, no, no. You've got to be on one point. You've got to be on one side. I think it was a few days ago we we're talking about this point. Now the Lord is highlighting it again. What's your principle? What principle defines your life? Because, you see, when God sends you to a place, it is that principle, amen, that will keep you. Yes. The principle that 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 I've imbibed has kept me for how many years in this country? Yes, it's it's not been easy. It's been very difficult. But guess what? I'm still standing by the grace of God. I'm still standing. And if God says tomorrow your 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 job is done in this country, it's time to go back somewhere or to your country or somewhere else. I'll be more than more than willing to go back. Because listen to this. There is no poor place on the mission field. Everywhere God sends you is green. Everywhere God leads you is green. Yes. God just needs to open our eyes to see. Well, I think this is, this is a word for, you know, somebody. Somebody needs to hear this. Let's quickly go to um, Act, Act chapter 13. We're dealing with Act. Then I'm going to quickly go back to, I'm going to come back to, rather come back to, uh, I, the book of Jonah. All right. I want to quickly look at that. Yes. Thank you, Father. We're going to take it take it from verse, verse 6. The Bible says they travel. Who, who are they that travel? I mean, Paul and Barnabas. They travel through the whole land until they came to, you know, Pamphos, where they met a Jewish sorcerer and a false prophet named Bar-Jesus, who was an attendant of the proconsul, Sergius Paulus. The proconsul, an intelligent man, sent for Barnabas, amen, and Saul because he wanted to hear the word of God. He sent for them because he wanted to hear the word of God. This is strange. This is new. Uh, this new philosophy that you guys are talking about, this new thing that you guys are talking about, it sounds interesting. I want to know, I want to hear. But Elamas, the sorcerer, but Elamas, the sorcerer, for this is what his name means. His name means sorcerer, magician. But Elamas, the sorcerer, opposed them and tried to what? To turn the proconsul from the faith. He opposed them and tried to turn the proconsul from the faith. So this man was actually a man seeking to want to be converted. But this guy, a man, opposed them. He opposed Paul and Barnabas and tried to turn. You see, this guy understood. And I'm telling you that this, this guy, this, this Elamas guy, amen, is just a case study for us. Because we have them, amen, in all kinds of places. 
And sometimes we just think, well, this guy just hates me. What, 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 what have I done? Why is this guy just, you know, challenging me? Sometimes it's not because people hate you. Amen. They hate what you stand for. They hate what you carry. And they will do everything and everything within their power to stop you and to hinder other people from hearing. So you have to know how to, amen, deal with these things by the Spirit. And I've met all kinds of people who, I mean, you meet them for the first time. But they just don't like you. They just don't. No, no. It's like you're not welcome here. So you ask yourself, is it my color of skin? Is it the way I talk? Or is it the way? Is it where I come from? What, what did I do? What have I done? No, you've not done anything. For is is about what you represent, what you carry. And in, you know, in most time people like that, you love them, but then you go behind and pray. God, open the eyes of this person. And if the Spirit of God says, no, it's not time to pray to op God, open the eyes. Here go. Blind his eyes because that's what they prayed. You're going to see it. Sometimes, amen, people need, listen to this. We don't preach this again in the body of Christ. But this, amen, is, a, is, a, is an apostolic New Testament truth, amen. Sometimes we need to pray, amen, the judgment and the condemnation of God, the judgment of God upon a place, upon a people, amen, for others to see and to learn that indeed God, hallelujah, is at work among his people. It's a New Testament, so it's not an Old Testament. Oh, no, no, you don't. No, no. There's a difference between judgment, amen, and condemnation. You don't condemn the people. You say, God, just show your, show your power. Let this person know. I've done that, you know, in few times. Especially when people, amen, want to malign and stop or hinder the advancement of the gospel. There's a, there's a thought that comes to mind, but I'm not going to go in, into all of that now. This lady was challenging, amen, our walk. It, she was like a devil that was positioned to stop the advancement, amen, while I was a pastor. To stop the advancement of God, amen, in the place that was given to us to run the church. So one Sunday morning, the spirit of the Lord came upon me. I got so angry in my spirit and I gave her a word. This is it. And it was so. <laughs> and it was so. You see, because we needed to take our stand. You see, many a times people take the things of God for granted and, 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 and they get away with it because they feel, well, you see, these people, they're Christian. They don't have the authority to, to, do, to do anything. But that day, I felt the Spirit of the Lord say, no, you've got to let them know. The Bible says, from that day, amen, Moses was exalted, amen, before the eyes, you know, in the eyes of the people. Yes, there are things that God does on, on behalf of his own core, or on behalf of his own leader, amen, to prove that those who challenge his authority will face the consequence. Listen to this. The proconsul, an intelligent man, sent for Barnabas and Saul. Because he wanted to hear the word of God. But Elam as the sorcerer, for this is what his name means, opposed them and tried to turn the proconsul from the faith. Then Saul, who was also called Paul, filled with the Holy Spirit, looked straight at Elamas and said, You are a child of the devil, an enemy of everything that is right. Well, who's got such a boldness in our day? You're a child of the devil. Remember, these guys are going to the field to minister, to do the work of God. Not every harvest you see there is truly an harvest. 
Not every, every, every wheat you see there is truly a wheat. There are some that are weed. And we must know how to what? How to separate, how to remove, amen, the weed from the wheat. Hallelujah. We must know how to separate, hallelujah, the, the weed from the wheat so that the enemy, amen, does not rob us of the harvest. That's a good one. If, if you are a sentimental person, just like I've just said, imagine you're a sentimental believer and here is Elamas trying to stop this major harvest. And you're there saying, Elamas, please don't do this again. We're not going to allow you to do this again in the name of the Lord. And you walk away. Elamas will be more emboldened. <laughs> Elamas will be more emboldened. The Bible says, Saul, who is also called Paul, looks straight at his eye. He looks straight at his eyes and said to Elamas, Is he addressing the spirit in him? Maybe. But he said to him, because the spirit uses him. You are a child of the devil. You belong to the devil. This guy's given himself to the devil. You're a child of the devil, an enemy of everything that is right. My word. Think about that. An enemy of everything that is correct, that is true. Do we have this kind of expression in our day oh, of course there are people amen today trying to stop everything that is right they call them the cancel culture as they are in america they are here in south africa they're everywhere on social media i've met some of them they stood up and challenged what i stood for you're preaching the gospel you're using the same platform that they are using to, to sell and to do their other thing. No. When they see that you stand for Christ, they gang up on you. They challenge you. But I thank God. I stood my ground. I stood my ground. I stood my ground with boldness and declare. So we have to, amen, particularly in this last day, we must know where we stand. Our boldness and confidence must be in the Lord. And when we make our boast, we must boast in the Lord. Alright? That's why I said we cannot be sentimental. You see, when you're sentimental, you might, you might overdo what you're supposed to do. Or you might, you know, not even do anything. And the Lord is saying, take authority. You're a child of the devil, an enemy of everything that is right. I like that. Enemy of everything that is right. There are systems today. That have been positioned to stop, to hinder, amen. To frustrate the pro the proconsul of this world, amen. From coming to the Lord, from accepting the gospel. There are all kinds of systems that, you know, the, the paths of darkness are, are putting in our schools to stop our children. Yes, from accepting the Lord, from knowing the Lord. To stop society, amen, from coming to Christ. There are places they say, if you preach, if you preach Christ... That you'll be arrested. I'm talking about places in Europe. 
that you can't even preach to some members of your family. They tell you no. That's an abuse. They give you all, they come with all kinds of laws and policy just to hinder the gospel. What to what do we do in places like this? We need to do what Paul did. We need to take our stand and we need to look at those power, those system, those authority, amen, and address them for what they are. And the son of the devil, an enemy of everything that is right. Listen to what Paul said. You are full of all kinds of deceit and trickery. Yes. Identify them. Expose them for what they are. You are full of deceit and everything that is trickery. You will never stop perverting, amen, the right way of the Lord. So this guy has been doing it. Look at look at what Paul said. You will never stop. So Paul was able to discern that this guy, amen, that this 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 what this guy did is his trademark. In other words, he's using his sorcery, he's using his dark power, his magic power to stop to hinder, amen, those who want to come to the Lord particularly those in high places. You wonder why certain people in high places cannot come to know? Because there are all kinds of dark powers. There are all kinds of evil power. All kinds of satanic, you know, principality that, you know, you know, people have surrounded them with or they themselves have surrounded themselves with. And to get to them, to get into those places, those cities, amen, to get into Europe today, you have to address, amen, the forces, the power, the principality. You've got to identify the spirit behind that, amen, so-called progressiveness. Today they call, they they have something they call post-truth era, post-truth. They tell you now, no, no, there's nothing like the truth. Truth is what they, you know, define it to be. Truth is what they, amen, you know, uh, uh, call it to be. How do you, how do you define truth by your own standard? How do you know what is right from wrong? Amen. When you yourself, you are born into evil and iniquity. Of course, you will always choose iniquity as, as, as correct. People no longer have a standard for what is right. That's the, that's the world we live in today. When you say that is wrong, they tell you, how do you know that? Who told you that? So what is the yastic for truth? That's why we've seen all this destruction, all this mayhem, killings, you know? beheading destructive spirit you know a group can wake up and suddenly decided that they are going to amen uh, uh, disciple a whole world and they are going to have you know people following them and people and they are killing for that listen to this listen to this friends i was listening to the news yesterday utopia is at the is at the at the at the fringes of you know of of civil war remember Ethiopia has been in in all kinds of war for you know for 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 decades for if almost, almost centuries they are at war again with Tigris I mean this thing is becoming so crazy Ethiopia it, they are bound to go into a full-blown civil war in civil war, it's not chicken that is dying. It's not goats that is dying. It's not dogs that are dying. It's human beings. Because somebody wakes up one morning, amen, and will not stand, amen, via the values and standard of truth and integrity. So in places like that, we need 
kingdom governmental men and women that can raise up a cry and say this has to stop and if there is any elamas there or right, preventing because you see we just hear of war war there are people funding this war there are system there are individuals powerful people who make money out of war who make money out of conflict we need to identify them those are the elamas of this world we need to identify them we're talking about mission this morning hallelujah we address them and we bring the judgment of god upon their life that's why the church exists the church the church is god's regent in the earth in other words you can make judgment on behalf of god he said to execute the judgment that is written so we're not saying do do, do something outside what has been written no follow the law that's just one place utopia look look across africa Hardly would you find, you know, seven, ten nations in Africa that is not in one conflict or the other. And yet, these are places where, you know, the, 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 the drum of religion is very high. These are places that people go, I mean, Ethiopia has one of the largest, you know, uh, uh, gathering, amen, of, 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 of Christianity, of religion. I mean, Ethiopia is known historically all right, for, for their connection to Israel. Some has, I've, I've gone as far as say, amen, you know, the, 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 the ark of God is there in Ethiopia. All kinds of things. But there's a spiritual root to Ethiopia. But yet the place, just like Israel, amen, is ravaged with war. With war. War with our neighbors. This thing ought not to be. This is what we are talking about. As governmental apostolic people, these are positions God wants us to occupy in the spirit. Amen. And begin to cast down all those principalities and power and nullify their power and all their connection with human people, with human system. We disconnect them. We disconnect them. This same amen, uh, leader of, of, of uh, the president of Ethiopia was given a Nobel laureate. Look at what he's doing. The world will continue in their mess. But you see, if we don't have the sight to see what's going on, we will make wrong decisions. We will take the wrong side. The Lord must help us to know that we have been positioned, amen, as the chief as the mountain of the of, of the lost house amen to to speak truth justice equity to nations hallelujah you are full of all kinds of deceit <clears throat> still dealing with ilamas and trickery you will never stop per perverting the right way of the Lord. This is this guy's trademark. Now the hand of the Lord is against you. Huh? Can you say such a thing? <clears throat> Friends, do we have such a position? You see, it was not Paul using his own authority. It was, amen, the authority, the vested authority of God in his life that Paul was using to bring judgment. Do we have such proximity that we can see what God is binding and we bind it? That we can lose what God has lose, amen, and lose the thing. 
Do we have such position? Do we have such closeness, such intimate relationship? That our words become, becomes, amen, the extension of what the Lord has spoken. This was what Adam, hallelujah, reflected in the garden. The name he called the animal, amen, we are so, God never objected and said, no, no, that one's not, that should not be a tiger. That should be, you know, a, a, a kangaroo. No. Everything, you know, Adam walked in close proximity, amen, in terms of authority. And I wish he had continued when the devil came. That he, he, he should have actually used the same authority. You see, you can have authority in one dimension. And on the other hand, amen, you're like, you're walking in darkness. Because you've got to be sighted in every area of life. That's why we need people, amen, who have understanding regarding, amen, the world of politics. We, we want Christians, leaders, amen, who have understanding regarding the world of science. See, we're not against all these things. No, we are for them because God created those things. But we want people with kingdom values to go there and bring divine regulation and bring divine order and bring divine alignment and bring the people, amen, to truth. <clears throat> truth does not negate fact. Hallelujah. You're full of all kinds of deceit and trickery. You will not stop perverting the right way of the Lord. Now the hand of the Lord is against you. You are going to be blind for a time. Did you see what I mean? <clears throat> because I need you to see this. Before somebody said, well, Isaiah, you know, is promoting condemnation. I didn't promote condemnation. I promote judgment. <laughs> judgment means you look at the situation, amen, and you speak the mind of God, amen, about the situation. You bring the counsel of God, amen, to bear over the situation. That's judgment. Amen. To operate in judgment, you need the spirit of wisdom. You need the spirit of understanding. Hallelujah. You need the spirit of knowledge. You need counsel. All the seven, sevenfold nature of God must be well established in you to pass accurate judgment. Read the book of Isaiah. Amen. He will not judge by what he sees with his natural eyes. Or what he hears with his natural ears. Let's quickly look at that. Because I mean Isaiah, let's quickly what? Yes. The spirit of the Lord will rest on him. This is these are the tools we need to be able to pass judgment. Because on the field you will need to pass judgment. You will get to a place where all kinds of satanic, you know, activity are taking place. What do you do? You need to know what to do at that point in time. Do you pass a judgment? Amen. To save the people. Listen, if they didn't pass a judgment on on on, you know, Simon the sorcerer, Acts chapter 8. The people would not have been saved. The Bible says they thought he was a great one. Just like this guy. In Acts 13. The Bible says, you know, there was a great joy in the city of Samaria. But before that, amen, Simon the sorcerer was the king. He was in charge. He was the one ruling. He defines the day. He is the judge and the jury. He was everything to the people. The people thought he was representative of God until the truth came and I thank God that we are doing that there are places that we've been through 
We brought truth there because we address, and I'm talking about literally, when we, when I was on the mission field, you know, we have all kinds of, you know, old people you meet that are into all kinds of things. And if you allow yourself, amen, to be moved by their age and you cannot see through, the devil uses that to flaw you. You see through them, amen, and you decree the word of the Lord. No, this thing ought not to be. You pass the judgment of God. And sometimes, it's even among children. I told you about, you know, a twin, a twin, a twin girls, you know, that I cast out some spirit out of them. Their, their mother brought them to me. So we don't know what's going on, but this, these girls, they are into all kinds of things. They were twin. And I asked them, speak. And they began to speak how they have ruined the business of their father. And how they are almost destroying their home. Yeah? You think your children cannot, cannot, be, cannot be obsessed or possessed by demons. You'll be surprised they can. If you open them up to all kinds of foreign spirit. Alright? You keep them in front of TV. And you let TV be the one discipling them. Or you leave them with all kinds of family people. Alright? And they, and, they, and they recruit them. Children can be recruited. It's not just elderly people. It's not just young people. Yes. People, you know, particularly children that are innocent. They can be recruited. Yes. And they, the, this woman brought. Said, this is what my. When I start praying. I've shared this with, with us some time ago. When I start praying, you know. Back, back in the days, you know, we, well, you know, today people, people have perverted the concept of deliverance. I still believe, amen, in deliverance. Whatever name you want to give it, you can call it a different name. Deliverance is deliverance because that's what the Lord said, amen, we deliver the people. These girls were smelling like, you know, a sulfur when the spirit were coming out of them. I'm not saying that, you know, that becomes a way of identifying, you know, evil spirit, you know. But, I mean, it was an awful smell. Awful smell. But the spirit left. They were free. So, my point is, if you are not a person of the spirit, you see, when you are a person of the spirit, you can see things clearly. You can, you can, you can, you can, you can identify things, even things that look very complex. Even among friends, family. There are, there, are, there are very close friends that have prayed for them. And you know, false spirit, evil spirit, foul spirit came out of them. Just like that. Yes. Sometimes you have close families that need deliverance. But because of your proximity, your, 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 you know, your closeness, you become sentimental. To the point that that spirit now begins to live, amen. You're, you're supposed to be a spiritual person, but you're living with somebody, amen, who is carrying foreign spirit. But that spirit has become familiar. You know what that means? You no longer see that thing for what it is. You can no longer identify that spirit in that person. You take that spirit to become, amen, part of, uh, maybe it's just that person's attitude. No, certain things are not, uh, uh, you know, manifestation of attitude. They are wrong spirit manifesting. 
But if you don't have a man, the, the, the principle of God's word in your life, you don't, you are not establishing truth, you're not a spiritual person, you will not identify this thing. Maybe you used to identify it, but uh well, familiarity, you know, you just leave it. Okay, well, well, this is this is who this person is. No, you're dealing with a man, a spirit that has come to take refuge under your domain. You need to know how to address them. If you want to do that, you need to you need to shift from amen your position as a husband, as a wife, as a uncle, amen. Yeah, you, you you just need to take your position in the spirit and see things for where they are. Remember when they were commissioned, they were asked to go to a mountain. Why? Because it's from there that you're able to see things with clarity. Don't get into a condition, a position where, amen, a spirit becomes, amen, familiar. Or you become familiar with the spirit. Or a spirit becomes familiar with you. Familiar spirit, amen. They, 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 they know what to do to prevent you, amen, from addressing them. They know the button to press, amen. They know what to say, all right. They, they know how to shift the environment of your house. Or even of your workplace. Or even in the church. You can have a familiar spirit, amen, functioning in the church and you will never know. You see, that's why when you're in the spirit, people look at you like you, you become another person. And I can remember they used to tell me, when you're in the spirit, your face change. I said, my face must change. You become aggressive, amen, yes, to the devil. There should not be a place for the enemy to hide around you. But if, if, if you're not a person of the spirit, you wouldn't know. I'm trying to show you something. The spirit of the Lord will rest on him. The spirit of wisdom, the spirit of understanding, the spirit of counsel, the spirit of power, the spirit of knowledge, and the fear of God. He would delight in the fear of the Lord. Then he will not judge by what he sees with his eyes, natural eyes. Or decide by what he hears with his ears, but with righteousness. You will judge the needy. See, when you judge with righteousness, there's a holy zeal that comes upon you. Sometimes people think, oh, wow, why are you so aggressive? Why? No, no, you're not being aggressive. It is the zeal of God. Jesus said, the zeal of my father's house has consumed me. When the zeal of God consumes you, anything that stands your way, you bulldoze it. You see, this is the reason why the devil doesn't want us to live in this dimension of life. To live in the spirit, this functional values must be there consistently. Because then you can see things and see people for what they truly are. No matter what you're doing in the natural, the Holy Spirit can Im immediately interrupt you. You can be brushing your teeth like I was brushing my teeth this morning. The Spirit of the Lord just interrupted me. Hey, I need you to do this. All right, You can be eating. You can be on the field. You can be walking somewhere. The Spirit of the Lord comes upon you. Hey, do this. Immediately you respond. The moment you respond, there's a corresponding action on the other end. It could be a million miles away from you. You see? But if you're not in the Spirit, when the Spirit says something to you or stay your heart, uh, you think it's your feeling. Oh. You see, that's why you've got to be able to know how to separate your feelings from, amen, the leading of the spirit. Separate your feelings from the leading of the spirit. 
Amen. This will help you on the mission field. Imagine you are sleeping on the mission field. You're sleeping, literally sleeping in the night. And the Holy Spirit tap you and say, wake up. Wake up, start praying. Or wake up, go outside. Go, go outside. Just go outside. And before you know it, you're outside. Suddenly, there's a bomb that goes off. Or something happened. Somebody wants to kill you. Obedience is the key. When you are in the spirit, you will live in the full realm of obedience. When you are in the spirit, you will live in the full realm of obedience. A word for somebody. Don't drive through that path. You know why? Because your life is mission driven. Listen, if you are mission driven, you become the devil's chief target. You become the devil's chief target. You are his first and his least. Because he knows that if he can get you, every other thing falls in line. <laughs> every other thing, every other person falls in line. You see? So, when, when you're a person of, of mission, when you're mission-driven, you don't do what everybody does. Some years ago, the Lord told me, stop driving. Stop driving. It was a difficult decision to make. I mean, how do you, you know, people, there's just so natural things that people will, you know, occur to you. And in that period in time, listen to this. I was reading about one of these great men of God, early century men of God. I can't, I can't remember his name, but very popular. The spirit of the Lord spoke to him too at that period in time. This was when cars were just being invented. He got a car. The Holy Spirit said, don't drive again. And this was like a confirmation that I needed from God. But there were other things that I believe the Lord was dealing with in my life. That I didn't even know about. And after I went to see the doctor regarding my eyes, it was it's like the light bulb just turned up. This is it. So, if you want to live your life the way everybody is living it, you will never be able to fulfill. You see, I don't care what people say about me, how people look at me. Oh, is your wife driving you? Is that, that's, that's not my business. That's their own business because they are natural. You see, the natural man does not understand the things of the spirit. And that's why they die cheaply. Cheap death. Cheap death. They just die like that. They die before their time. Why? Because, you know, your pride... Your ego, what people will say, what family will say, or what your friend will say. Who am I living for them? I'm here because God has sent me on a mission. I was a crazy driver the day, you know, back when I used to drive. <laughs> Three weeks I, I started learning to I, I began to drive. I took my car from you know Lagos to Calabar. Almost, you know, 13 hours drive. 13 hours drive. That was how crazy I was. I mean, I was I was living on the edge. <laughs> I was living on the edge. I was reckless. I'm, I'm talking about as a pastor. I was reckless. Because, you know, at that point in time, you've got the Z. You can do anything. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I can do all things through Christ. Yes. Just told the people, I, I'm, I'm going, you know, 
on, you know, for the weekend, you know, you guys take over the church. I drove all the way to go visit my friend. With my, my car then, it was a Rover car. Nice, you know, black solid car. You run, you know, you speed with that thing. That thing is like it's, it can fly. And I almost down the road. It was God who saved me. I was entering a ditch. Thank God there was a man on, on the way in the night. It was raining. This man just waved at me. I believe it was an angel. Waved at me. I just stopped. I picked him. He said he's going to the next village. Listen, I've never been to this place by myself before on the road. When I traveled to this to see my friend, I used to go by plane. Because it's a nice place to go rest, you see. But I decided, no, I don't even know what whispered to me. I decided to, to drive all the way. Three weeks after I started driving. So this guy, I tell you, I be, because when I, when I was, you know, you know uh, 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 telling my friend what happened, he said to me, Isaiah, you crazy. You know, that must have been an angel. <laughs> I took this man. I just took him. I don't know him from anywhere. I just took him. He was the one that told me, hey, hey, we're going to the ditch. You turn your hand. I just swapped my hand. Would have been in the ditch. My heart was like this. You talk about how you can do crazy things when you're young. I'm still young. But guess what? It's important that we understand the things of the spirit. You see, listen, listen to this. The things of the spirit never make sense to the sensual mind. The things of the spirit never make sense to the... If, 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 if you're living in, in your sensual knowledge... And you're, or, or rather, you've got people living in the sensual knowledge, and you're a person of the spirit. Listen to this. Don't try to make them understand because they will never understand. No matter what you say, even if you have your close family, amen, who are, okay, they're just nominal Christian, but they're not spiritual people. They will never understand when you say, This is what the Lord is saying. And the Lord has never been wrong, particularly to me. He's never been wrong. Never been wrong. You know, sometimes you think, oh, could it be fear? Could it be? No, but this is what the Lord said to me. When we live, to, when we live our life via the direction of the Spirit, not only are we going to live longer, we will prosper. Because that's what the Lord promised. If you obey Him, you will prosper. You will have good success. Who doesn't want to prosper? Who doesn't want to have good success? Why would I die young? Why would I die before my time? Just because I want to prove a point to somebody. <laughs> that doesn't mean that I can't buy a car. I can buy a car and give it to my wife. I can buy a car and live in the house. I won't drive it. Or rather get a driver. After all, the Lord didn't say I can get a driver. I can get a driver. But can I afford one? If I was in Nigeria, I'll be having a driver. Friends, we need to understand. We live in the last day. Let's always remind ourselves. Pinch yourself. Pinch yourself and say, hey, hey, we live in the last day. The days of the end. How we live in this season and time is totally different from how we lived our life. Amen. Three, four years ago. Amen. Two years ago. Amen. Rearrange our life. Reordered our life. Amen. Yes. 
We've been brought into a new day. When you live via the spirit and you move with people who are in the spirit, you will prosper and you will have good success. The things of God will prosper through your hand. The will of God, amen, will advance through your life. When you wake up in the morning, you know, amen, that, hey, this is not my doing. It's all for God. You surrender to him and allow him to lead, to guide you. You allow him to be the one, amen, bringing, you know, the right people into your space, into your life. Not trying to force anything by your own strength or ability. Because you are going to be meeting the elements of this world. Are you ready for them? Do you have what it takes? You will be blind for a season. Now the hand of the Lord is against you. Not on you. We don't want the hand of the Lord to be against us. We want the hand of the Lord amen, to be upon us. But not against us. Now the hand of the Lord is against you. You are going to be blind for a time. Not even able to see amen, the light of the sun. Immediately a mist. Immediately mist and darkness came over him. And he Listen to this. And he dropped about. Excuse me. And he groped about. Seeking someone to lead him by the hand. This was a guy, amen, who thought he has power. Are you seeing? This is where they say power past power. <laughs> you think you've got power? Well, we'll see. Immediately, mist and darkness came over him and he groped about seeking someone to lead him by the hand. When the proconsul saw what had happened, he believed for he was amazed at the teaching not at the miracle. He was amazed. This, this man was not focused, amen, on the miracle. He was amazed at the teaching about the Lord. Who says that when you teach, amen, signs and wonder does not follow. Many a times, when I'm teaching, miracle takes place. Healing takes place. Deliverance takes place. Because I know it. It has always been like that. When I am teaching, miracles, deliverance are taking place. Because that is what God, amen, intend his word to do. When you teach, amen, in truth, in spirit. When you truth, the full counsel of God. When you teach with the right, amen, attitude and with the right agenda. You're not teaching, amen, and trying to lead the people. Amen. To us, the, the preference, do us, you know, what you want them to, to, to hear. No, no, no. You teach the whole council. You see, when I teach, I don't have any ambition. I don't have any uh, direction that I want your mind. No, I just want you to receive the word of God. And whatever, amen, is wrong within your life, as the word of God is going, something is taking place, reconfiguring your life. The proconsul, when he saw what happened, he believed. For he was amazed at the teaching about the Lord. May God raise for us a new cream, a new crops of leaders. Who, who will make priority the teaching of the word of God? Who will not downplay, amen, the ministry, amen, of bringing, when you say teaching, teaching means, amen, establishing the full counsel of God's, of God's word. Establishing the full counsel, amen, establishing, bringing to bear the full counsel, amen. Every dimension of truth that God wants 
to see manifest in that teaching is brought to light. You don't leave anything behind. Your spirit is open to everything that God says. You see, this morning, God has touched on different things. Politics. He's touched on politics. He's touched on finance. He's touched on all kinds of things while dealing with the issues of mission. That's God's word. No holds back. There's nothing that the Lord keeps. He deals with everything. Amen. Because he knows the people that would need to hear this thing. He knows the people that needs to. Amen. Come in contact. And he knows the people that are listening. He knows how relevant what he is saying is to them. He's the Lord of the harvest. He is the Lord of the harvest. So when we have, amen, the spirit of God established in us, we will declare the word of God, amen. We will not judge by what we see with our natural eyes or what, amen, we hear with our natural ears. But with righteousness, we will judge the needy. With justice, we will give decision to the poor of the earth, not just to the poor of South Africa, not just to the poor, amen, of Namibia, not just to the poor in Zimbabwe, not just to the poor, amen, in Europe or in America, in Asia, to the poor of the earth. Earth means every place. The word of God is global. So somebody comes and tell you, no, uh, we only believe in our own self. Then you know that they are self selfish and self-centered and then they tell you that we believe in Christ no you don't believe in Christ you don't believe in Christ you believe in a religion that sounds like that looks like Christianity but it's not because amen the gospel of Christ is all inclusive the earth is the Lord and the fullness thereof and those who dwell in it Lord we thank you this day yes it means, friends, that next time we meet, we will deal with uh, 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 Jonah. All right, yeah, we'll deal with Jonah. The Lord is faithful to His word. We thank you for the things that you have revealed to us again. Thank you for the way you've spoken to us. Thank you, Father, for life. Thank you, Father, for the authority of your word that will continue to transform our lives and our space. We will never be the same again. This truth that we have received today as a seed may germinate and bring forth harvest in every area of our life. May we go forth, Lord, as your regent, representing the authority of your kingdom, Lord. Yes, Lord, in whatever area of mission that you have assigned us, Father, this day we go forth, yes, in the name of Jesus, with the same authority of Paul and Barnabas, oh God, confronting, yes, the bad Jesus of this world, the Elamites of this world, in the name of Jesus, the, the Simeon, the sorcerers of this world, we declare in Jesus' name that nothing will hinder from straight yes the advancement of your will may your kingdom continue to prosper in our lives and through our hair we declare this morning oh god that your name will be magnified in the name of jesus we representative of your will and counsel we declare your kingdom come lord into our lives into our space into our homes oh god into our finance oh god into our churches into our life oh god rebrand us bring us to a point where our calling yes indeed can be rebuilt and reestablished oh god as we go forth as gift oh god to the nations we thank you lord oh hallelujah glory to jesus the knowledge of your glory shall cover the earth 
as the water covers the sea. Thank you, Father, for the spirit of mission. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that we will go forth, Lord, this morning, proclaiming, yes, that indeed we are missionaries sent out. Apostolic spirit, yes. Thank you, Father, that you have released your spirit upon us. We go out this morning. We represent your prophetic mandate. Thank you, Father, for healing, direction. Thank you, Father, for favor. In the name of Jesus, we bless your holy name for making a way where there seems to be no way. Thank you for the keys of the kingdom this morning to access the nations. Thank you, Father. We bless your holy name. Holy Spirit, lead us. Yes, for to as many that are led by the Spirit are the sons of God. May we manifest this day as your sons and daughters. We bless you, Father. Honor and glory to your name. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Once again, thank you so very much, everyone, this morning for being part of this broadcast. I believe, once again, the word of the Lord has been established. His word will not return empty or void. It will accomplish everything. Amen. It's been assigned. Please continue to pray for us. Continue to pray for me. Continue to pray for the work here. And may the Lord continue to bless you. Appreciate you. Hopefully we'll see you again tomorrow morning or maybe later today. God bless you. Enjoy the rest of your day. Bye-bye.